Merkel Media. You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see what I'm lacking to place me? I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal I can never quit now, I will never settle Pop it to the game, I'm pulling strings like Geppetto We in the same game, but I'm on a different level I passed it, gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket No fake round me, you feeling too plastic Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket Whoa. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be All the haters in heavy rotation You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind What is up, my people? It is your boy DJ Eastwood, running back Philly. No frauds, no fanboys, no intros. Uh, hit the like button on the YouTube stream. That helps me out on YouTube greatly. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform, please leave a review. We are now under Merkel Media as the first sports podcast under Merkel Media. Um, and yeah, we need you to go over there and leave some reviews on the podcast, man. So go to the link is pinned at the chop, top of the chat uh, for the Apple Podcast version of this show. And the audio is professionally mastered and it is beautiful. So if you like this in podcast form, we got you. Uh, yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles lose uh, to the Washington Commanders. And <clears throat> I just want to say, look, first of all, we're 8-0. We were 8-0. Okay, we're 8-1. Uh, you're probably not going to go undefeated. Um, this game was like, if you're going to lose one, this is the one to lose. You know? Uh, a friend texted me and said, I feel like this is a trap game. Um, this is the one to lose. And, and it was fluky, man. Fluky. So many weird things happened in this game. Weird things happened in this game. We had four turnovers, and they were all four very weird. Okay? You get the... uh. The Jalen Hurts dime to A.J. Brown over double coverage hits him right in the hands. One of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in all of football so far this NFL season. A ball lands right in his hands, and he kind of pops it into the defender's chest somehow for an interception. Um. You get the Dallas Goddard face mask forced fumble uh, from the Washington Commanders. Um, you know, Hertz completes a third, a nice third down conversion. Goddard runs, gets tackled by two Washington Commanders defenders. One of them 
has a full hand on his entire face mask, yanking his neck like a rubber chicken. And they, he fumbles the ball probably because he thought he was having whiplash, probably because he thought he was getting, you know, taken down from behind by John Wick, you know, or in my day, uh, I was going to name a, a video game from back from back in the day where you would walk up behind people and just bam, but I forget what it was called. Um. Then you get uh, Quez Watkins catching a long ball in crunch time, down by five, with a chance to go on and possibly, and it was looking like Metal Gear Solid Cyber. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, it's late. My brain's not working. Um, that's Man, that's clutch. Thank you for that in the chat. Metal Gear Solid. What a game. Anyway, then you get the... Uh, Quez Watkins catches, what, a 45-yard ball? Rolls around on the ground, decides, I'm going to get up and run (laughs) and gets stripped from behind and fumbles it all in the same play. And then the last one, honestly, I didn't even see what we were doing because I stopped watching the game because it was over. I think we tried to, I think we tried to, like, flip the ball back and do some kind of lateral play to try to keep the game alive, and we fumbled it. And uh, ended up being a touchdown for the Commanders, which doesn't count. <clears throat> doesn't count. So it wasn't thirty-two to twenty-one. Uh, it was uh, twenty-six to twenty-one. A lot of flukes, man. A lot of flukes in this game. But the game ended, and I'm not saying the Eagles played a great game by any stretch of the imagination. The Philadelphia Eagles. In the first half of this game, defensively, looked like the Philadelphia 76ers in the first seven games of this NBA season. Just total lack of awareness, lack of effort, lack of hustle. Just seemed to step behind a a split second off. Seemed like the commanders were working harder than they were working. Legitimately, that's exactly what it looked like. Uh, we couldn't stop the run. We were playing this passive, you know, John Gannon's favorite uh, five, seven-yard cushioned zone defense and letting them have everything over the middle, the slants, the crossing patterns, just sitting in the zone, wide open left, wide open right, which, by the way, Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke, uh, absolutely de-slapped Carson Wentz. I mean, the commanders should never, ever, ever bring Carson Wentz back uh, that's how I see that. I think I think Heineke had a great game, but I got a question. I really I really have a question on how this game ended. I forgot about I forgot to even talk about this the the, the CJ Gardner Johnson air quotes late hit out of bounds that was a, a a personal foul late hit out of bounds that was actually completely in bounds. Uh, and then he got to pick the very next play because ball don't lie. Um, there are a lot of weird things happen in this game, but I got a question about the final play. All right, it's third down. The Eagles have what two timeouts? Uh, we got a, I think about a minute and thirty seconds on the clock, and I say, all right, you need you need a huge stop here. You need a huge stop here if. 
if the the commanders convert here, the game's over. You need a huge stop here. And, and the Eagles had all the momentum. They had all the momentum in the fourth quarter. They had all the momentum. If 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 Watkins doesn't fumble, doesn't get up on that play and fumble, we probably win the game. We had all the momentum going into this final stop. We we get him to a third down. Heineke drops back, takes cover, takes a knee. Air quotes takes a knee. And we're going to talk about this. Uh, I'm serious. Air quotes takes a knee. And Brandon Graham touches him like you're supposed to touch him, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's been a rule forever. When a player takes a knee. Now, in today's NFL, the refs can blow it dead. But when a player takes a knee. You got to touch him, and he's down. But if, but, but in today's NFL, if you touch him too hard, if you touch him too hard, <laughs> in today's soft ass league, if a guy takes a knee and you touch him too hard, It's a personal foul penalty. Bro, he did not hit him. He came in with two hands and touched him too hard. He touched him too hard. Now, listen, there should also be situational calls like this. If you want to make a call like that in the first quarter, to set the precedent, to let all the players know we're, the refs, the us NFL refs, we 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 came to we came to play tonight. We're not messing around. We're just gonna let you guys know right off the bat we're making these calls. If you want to do that in the first quarter, that's fine. This is the problem I have with NFL referees. Not only are you gonna make a call like that in crunch time, you're gonna make a call like that to legitimately end a game. Do fans pay money, buy jerseys, buy tickets, fill the seats, waste time driving, waste time watching an entire game for the game to end on an official making a soft-ass judgment call? That is absolutely pathetic. And I'm not even talking about what Brandon Graham did wrong or right or or what happened yet. I'm just saying the, the what happened for that to be a personal foul penalty that ends a football game that a bunch of grown men just spent 60 minutes fighting, hitting each other hard, knocking each other on the ground, hitting each other in the head for an NFL game to end because one player touched a player too hard. Are you joking, NFL? Are you actually joking? Holy shit. The NFL has become so fucking soft. That is insane to me. And when I say this, I want you to know ahead of time, I'm not talking about race. I'm talking about a mobile quarterback versus Taylor Heineke. If that was Jalen Hurts, 
he 100% would not have gotten that call. That's another problem I have with this. If that was Jalen Hurts, a known mobile quarterback, he would not have gotten that call. But because it was soft, bitch-ass Taylor Heineke, he gets that call. You know, it's the LeBron James effect. He's so big and strong that he, when he gets hacked at the rim, they don't know if they should call it or not, right? Jalen Hurts is so big and strong, he doesn't get those calls. But if you're a weak little peanut, if you're a weak little fucking weasel, they're not allowed to push you too hard. Also this, when I watched the replay, I got even more pissed off. Because Taylor Heineke did not drop back and take a knee. He did not snap the ball back up straight forward and take a knee. He backed up. He looked right. He planted. He planted and cut as if he was going to run with the ball. And then he realized Brandon Graham was coming at him full speed, and he took a knee. He planted to run. He made a football move. There has to be a rule change here. He planted to run. He made a football move. And realized the defender was coming at him full speed, and then he took a knee. So there has to be a rule change here. Because if you're telling me every time you're about to get sacked, you can at the last second take a knee, and then it's a personal foul because you gave yourself up and the defender couldn't stop, that's bullshit. That's exactly what that is. That's bullshit. And that's a bitch-ass move by Taylor Heineke. And then he's going to stand up and celebrate and do a do a first down celebration like you just did something amazing on a football field? Bro, you did something so soft. If I saw that in a peewee football game, I would throw something on the field. That's how soft that was. Just wanted to get that off my chest because that play to end a football game is absolutely unbelievable. I'm not saying the Philadelphia Eagles deserve to win this game by any means. I'm not saying they played enough good, a good enough game to win this game. I'm not saying the Washington Commanders didn't deserve to win this game because they showed more fight in the first half and, and in other parts of the second half than the Eagles did. The, the Eagles deserve to lose this game because of how they came out defensively. So I, I see you guys in the chat talking about crying Eagles fans or whatever you're tr you're trying to say. I'm not saying that play decided the game and the Eagles deserve to win. I'm saying that play ending a football game is an embarrassment to the NFL. That's what I'm saying. You get the C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I mean, he flies in on, 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 on He makes a nice hit. My guy's in bounds. Officials call him out of bounds. Call it a late hit. Late hit out of bounds. Just a ridiculous call. I actually tweeted right when that happened. I said, turnover incoming. Ball don't lie. And Heineke threw an interception right after that. To C.J. Gardner-Johnson which is just the epitome of ball don't lie. 
It was a ridiculous call, and it, it ended in an interception. The, the next play. The Dallas Goddard face mask was ridiculous. Just a fluky game, a lot of unlucky things, a lot of weird things, man. X, X to greatness. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate that. One of the most unlucky games, so I'm not mad. We were never going 17-0. Jalen made mistakes, but that was still solid. Gannon sucks. Hire Seth Joyner. Go DJ. <laughs> I mean, that's really the story of the game, really. Outside of all the weird things that happened and the officials being bad, I'm not blaming the loss on the officials by any stretch of the imagination. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not on Twitter saying this game was rigged and the NFL was out to get us. We lost this game because of our our, our passive, conservative zone defense uh, the entire first half. Uh, that's that's why we lost the game. I mean that you know outside of all the fluky things that happened, that's really why we why we lost this game. That's just exactly what it is. Uh, we started the game with a strip sack by Josh Sweat. That was nice. We scored first. Commanders answered by running just straight down the field, and it looked kind of easy. Uh, we can't stop the run. A lot of people are saying, you know, where's Jordan da- or or, or uh, that we're missing Jordan Davis. Um, and I just, I, I my my response to that is, was Jordan Davis even playing a lot? You know what I mean? I, I well, from what I remember, Jordan Davis was playing like twenty percent of the snaps. So. I don't think we can blame our, our terrible run defense on the fact that we don't have Jordan Davis because Jonathan Gannon was only using him 20-30% of the time anyway. Now, if you look at his numbers, yes, Jordan Davis stuffs the run and John Gannon should use him a lot more when he's healthy. I agree with that. But this run defense uh, hasn't been good and wasn't good tonight, um, resulting in Brian Robinson Jr. having 26 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown, but really... You know, the numbers don't look huge, but he had some big-time runs uh, in big-time moments that, that we needed We needed some serious stops. And, you know, the one where he drugged the entire defense to the goal line and then just punched it in, uh, it looked soft. That's, that's what I'm saying. It looked soft. Do I care about this game? Absolutely not. Again, you're not going to go 17-0. The Eagles were 8-0. They're 8-1. You're going to lose one. You're going to have a clunker. You're going to have probably two or three, I would assume. Uh, but 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 I, I do think that there is something to be concerned about. And it's the same thing we've been concerned about. Uh, it's the same thing that was glaring uh, when the season started against the terrible Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, having to squeak out a, a win of 38 to 35 against the Detroit Lions uh, wasn't good. Our our defense has not looked. Our our secondaries looked great. Our linebacking core has had some moments, but our 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 defense as a whole and our aggression in certain games hasn't looked good. There's games where Jonathan Gannon gets creative. There's games where I see safety blitzes. I see all kinds of creative uh, uh, blitzes and different packages and different fronts and. Then there's just games like this where I don't see a whole lot of anything happening on the defensive side of the ball besides people sitting back in a zone and letting a team just kind of chip away down the field. So there is something to be concerned about, you know. We have 
uh, been playing some pretty bad teams. And when you end up finally playing a really good team, is Jonathan Gannon going to come with the creativity and the aggression? Or is he going to play this conservative zone defense because he doesn't want to give up the big play? Remember the first game he ever coached for the Philadelphia Eagles was against the New England Patriots in the preseason. They lost 32-0, to and John Gannon after the game said, we just didn't want to give up the big plays. Well, you gave up every play underneath the whole game, so you'd rather lose a game than give up one big play. That was his mindset the very first game he ever coached for the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And he's still that way. He would rather let a team chip away underneath all game than to give up one big play. So there's there's something to be concerned about. Let me know in the chat right now, man. Let me know in the chat. Are you concerned? with Jonathan Gannon's defensive strategy and what it could possibly look like against good playoff caliber football teams because if you, if you go the season 16 and 1, 15 and 2, 13, 14 and 3 and you get your ass kicked in the first round then none of this mattered. This mattered because Jalen Hurts is having a phenomenal season and Jalen Hurts has elevated himself to an elite quarterback status, something you guys know I didn't see coming. What just happened to my cam? Fluky football game. Fluky technology. We should be back right now. Um... Are you concerned? We got a yes in the chat. Yes. Uh, Gannon doesn't know how to adjust. We have so much talent and it's ridiculous. Doesn't know how to adjust. That's a good way to put it. And uh, I think we're seeing that in a couple of different Philadelphia sports. (laughs) Not knowing how to adjust. Having a game plan coming in, seeing that it's not working, and then just kind of rolling with it. Wyatt, very, very, very concerned about Gannon. Uh, Transistor, unfortunately, we deserve to lose this game with terrible ball security and a mostly abysmal performance on defense. If you can't get Taylor Heineke off the field on third and long, you deserve to lose. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Um, We should have been attacking him all night. We should have been making him pay for even putting on a jersey and going out there and trying to play quarterback against us. We should have been pounding him into the ground like we were Kenny Pickett in that Steelers game. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't do that. And it's a good, this is good. This is good. This is a reality check. You're not, you're not invincible. You know, this is a reality check. You're not invincible. The NFL professional sports in general, any given Sunday, these are still professional athletes on the other side of the ball. Just because you're 8-0 does not mean you can't be beat if you come out and look soft, if you come out unprepared, if you come out and just have this kind of lally-gagging energy 
thinking, eh, we're eight. No, it's the Washington Commanders. It's Taylor Heineke. We're good. You know? Uh, let me go over some more notes that I have of the game. All right. Um, the Hurts bomb to Devonte uh, was called PI. That's how we got our we scored a first uh, touchdown. Um, second quarter, the Hurts interception. First, I was like, "Damn, Hurts, why'd you throw that, man?" You know, the one to AJ Brown down the left side of the field, double coverage, corner safety. And somebody in the chat said Hertz didn't have a good game. I, I I didn't look at the stats yet in depth, but uh just from what I saw, I wouldn't say that. Um I thought, what well, damn, why'd you throw that ball? And then I watched the replay and it was on the money. It was on the money. And I just remember his rookie season and last year especially. His deep balls were so unpredictable and so inaccurate. And for him to just do what he did in this offseason, I like shed a tear. Just I I feel like I just want to shed a proud tear every time this kid steps up in the pocket and heaves the ball down the field and lands it right in a receiver's hands in stride. I'm I'm so Fucking proud of this kid. I really am, man, because I just absolutely did not think it was possible. I just didn't think he had it, man. I was watching the mechanics last year. I was watching how how much it took for him to put his whole body into a throw to try to get it down the field. And just the, what he did in this offseason, for him to consistently step up in the pocket and heave the ball and put it on the money like that. It just, I just I love it. I absolutely love it so much. But yeah, that ball hit AJ right in the hands, you know, and it's just weird that it kind of bounced off his hands right into the safety's chest. Uh but you know, that ended up being a pick, but it was it was a perfect throw. The AJ the the Devante um Quez Watkins, sorry man. Long day. The Quez Watkins throw uh, at the end there that he ended up getting up and fumbling the ball, that again was a beautiful throw. And when you watch the replay, he throws him open. And I think probably throwing receivers open was the biggest thing Jalen Hurts had to work on this offseason. You know, that I think that was his biggest flaw coming out of college and his first two years in the NFL. I think that was his biggest flaw was standing, waiting too long, waiting to see somebody open and bailing on a clean pocket if he didn't see somebody open within that first couple of seconds. And now he he backs up. He's so locked in with the play call. He's so locked in with the coverage and what the defense is doing. And he just lets it fly. And he and he leads the receiver. He throws him open, and it's beautiful to watch. And I'm loving every second of it. And he threw Quez open, and it was a beautiful ball. Quez makes a nice catch. You got to just stay on the ground right there, bro. You don't have to be a hero. You don't have to get up and run. Uh, but he gets up and tries to run, and you know, fumbles the ball. Um. What else we got, man? 
Gardner Johnson had a big stop in the end zone on McLaurin uh, in the in the second quarter. I love CJ Gardner Johnson, man. I love that dude, bro. Do you realize how massive of a trade that was? Do you realize how underrated that dude was? This defense, especially at the safety position, needed physicality. Needed physicality. And Howie Roseman knew it. And Howie Roseman went out and got the perfect, the absolutely perfect man for the job. I love this dude. He plays more physical than I've seen a Eagle safety play since one, the greatest of all time, Brian Dawkins. And he pops McLaurin running to the sideline inbounds, but because it was too hard of a hit, they throw a flag. But because little McLaurin flew 16 yards off, into the bench they throw a flag assuming it had to be out of bounds right he, he flew he flew freaking a mile he flew outside the stadium it had to be out of bounds right no it was a clean hit uh but they called it a late hit but yeah i love gardner johnson man what a pickup for Allie roseman and ball don't lie i tweeted it right after that play right after they called that a late hit I tweeted, turnover incoming, ball don't lie. Follow me on Twitter at IMDJ Eastwood for my live tweets during games. And right after that, Heineke lobbed that one up to the left side and Gardner Johnson gets an interception. I believe he's leading the NFL in interceptions. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, That was beautiful. Kavon Wallace sighting. Kevon Wallace hit McLaurin on a big third down, too, uh, and wrapped up. Very nice tackle, holding him, you know, stopping him from getting to the first down marker. And ever since drafting uh, Kevon Wallace out of Clemson, you know, the speaking of Brian Dawkins, the uh, kind of expectations you put on drafting a safety out of Clemson to the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, haven't seen much of Kevon Wallace over his short career so far. So, you know, he got on the field a couple times, made a couple of plays. I was happy to see him. And I love Kevon. I love the fact that Kevon Wallace probably isn't very good when it comes to NFL standards. But every play, he's trying to kill somebody. I like that. I like that. Go make a hit. Go make a hit. Go make a hit. I like that. I like that. We go down 17 to 14 uh, in the first half. The Commanders had a 16 play drive for 87 yards. It took seven minutes off the clock. Um, the first half we, we, it was was very bad defensively. We go three and out right after that. A drop by Gainwell, and then A.J. Brown falls down on a comeback route. And, yeah, somebody in the chat said, was A.J. Brown playing injured? He did not look like himself at all in this game. Uh, so we'll find out, you know, what's up with him if he is injured or not. Um, the end of the second quarter, I thought embodied like this game. Um, the end of the second quarter, I I thought embodied this game, and and yeah, Noah, when you really look at the stats, you could talk about the play calling and and uh, not running the ball enough. 
But the end of the first half, I thought, embodied this game. Um, we had a minute and 30 seconds left in the, in the first half. And we have the ball. And we play the most, like, just effortless. It looked like we kind of knew the first half was already over, so we don't really care. Like, it was so lame what we did with that minute and 30 seconds left in the second quarter. A little a little flat throw to, or a little over-the-middle throw to Gainwell, and he drops it. Then we run, Hurts drops back and throws one to the flat to Gainwell for a couple yards. And then A.J. Brown falls down on a comeback route. That was our, that was what we put together with a minute and 30 seconds left in the second quarter. The commanders, on the other hand, get the ball back with 30 seconds and show fight and show drive and show just want and will to do things. And they actually end up in field goal range. Couple throws over the middle that were wide open with that Eagles zone. And they end up in field goal range and they kick a 58-yard field goal before the half is over. So I just thought that really showed me what was happening in this game. I just saw a lot more fight out of the Washington Commanders than I did the Philadelphia Eagles in the first half. We showed some fight towards the end of the game, but the first half is the reason we lost. Um. So we're down 20 to 14 at halftime, our first time trailing at halftime all season. And the home fans boo the 8-0 Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love this fan base, bro. We don't care if you're 100-0. If we pay money and spend time coming down to to the stadium to watch the game, and you're being paid millions and millions of dollars, and you come out here and show a lack of effort, and you come out here and look like you don't care, we are going to boo you. Boo! Try harder. Try harder. Philly fans don't like a lack of effort. I remember when the Sixers were 10-72. and They were a horrendous team. Nobody expected them to win anything. But there was a game that they lost to the San Antonio Spurs by 55 points. And the whole arena was booing. Not because they sucked. We knew they sucked. But because they were out there and looked like they were not trying. You know what I'm saying? We don't like that shit. Try. So the Eagles are 8-0. But they come out this first half and kind of look like they don't care. They look like they weren't trying that hard. So, boo. Try harder. They deserve that shit. I like it. Uh, Washington's drive since opening since the opening drive strip sack in the first half. They had a 13-play drive for 75 yards and a touchdown. They had a 12-play drive for 49 yards uh, and a field goal. Uh, they had a 16-play drive for 86 yards and a touchdown. And they had a 7-play drive for 30 yards into field goal range at the end of the second quarter. The time of possession in the first half the Washington Commanders had the ball for 23 minutes and 49 seconds. The Philadelphia Eagles had the ball for 6 minutes and 11 seconds. We got absolutely manhandled in all aspects of, of the game in the first half. Uh, Devontae Smith got a touchdown on a broken tackle. That was nice. 
commanders get the 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 face mask force fumble combination the old face mask fumble and Dallas Goddard uh they kick a 55 yard field goal Watson fumbles the ball and uh you know with 2 minutes left we have a chance to drive down the field and uh Landon Dickerson gets fucking pancaked twice <laughs> second down and third down Landon Dickerson gets put on his back and her, you know, blows up the play. Hurts doesn't have any time to throw it and has to try to scramble out of nowhere. So we fold on that two minute drive. And then, you know, Hurts hits Watkins. He fumbles. All that happens. We still have a chance. We have a chance to stop him and have one more drive down the field. Heineke plants right, goes left. Gives the illusion that he's running the ball and then at the last second takes a knee as the defender's coming at him full speed and Brandon Graham pushed him too hard. And the soft-ass pussy referees in the soft-ass NFL called it a personal foul roughing the passer. And this little dork actually gets up, celebrates, and points like he did something amazing. And they interviewed him after the game, and honestly, I'm not mad at him for it. It's the NFL rules. And they asked him after the game, and he said, I was just trying to down the ball to keep the clock running, and they made a mistake, and he had this like little smirk on his face, and he's like, they made a mistake. <laughs> he didn't say they hit me. He didn't say they hit. I, I took a knee and somebody hit me. He said they made a mistake, which tells you even Taylor Heineke doesn't think that he got hit. Taylor Heineke thinks that he got touched too hard, and according to NFL rules, that's a penalty. So he basically said it in that postgame. They touched me too hard, and that's against NFL rules. They made a mistake. I'm not even going to sit here and say Brandon Graham should have like dove out of the way or Brandon Graham, you know, did something wrong. This is an this is an NFL football game. Quarterback takes a knee, you're coming at him full speed. You put two hands on him and kind of push him a little bit with the game on the line, and that that ends the game. That's crazy. That's just crazy. That's it. That's where I'm at with it. Noah Barry says DJ Miles had two runs in the first half. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like, you know, we got to look at that, man. You know, in a game uh, and the Eagles, you know, with our offensive line, we should be trying to control every game on the ground. We should be. We should be trying to get, we should be trying to control every game on the ground. Um, And we didn't do that. And honestly, Jalen Hurts only having 175 total yards is probably because we were hardly on the damn field. Like I said, we only had six minutes and 30 seconds of possession in the first half. So people might look at that stat line and say Jalen Hurts didn't have a good game. He finished the game with 175 yards. He didn't have many opportunities. Our defense couldn't get off the field. Don Sandcastle, I said that earlier in the stream. Uh, you know, if you want to, when this is posted, if you want to go back and uh, listen to that part of it, I said that uh, if that was Jalen Hurts 
they're not calling that uh, because he's big and strong and he's a mobile quarterback. He doesn't look like a little weasel like Taylor Heineke, so it doesn't look like a vicious hit when Brandon Graham just pushes him a little too hard. You know what I mean? Miles Sanders only had 12 carries for 54 yards. Uh, Gainwell had one. Boston Scott had one. So really from the running backs, we we gave the ball to a running back 14 times. Uh, and I just feel like this Eagles offensive line is too good for us to only be running the ball 14 times. I need to see more runs. 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 I need to see more of a ground and pound game. I know I said this this season, what I'm looking for is, is Jalen Hurts to throw the ball down the field. What I'm looking for is to see if Jalen Hurts can be an NFL-level starting quarterback with his arm, throwing the ball from the pocket, and he has exceeded my expectations times a million. But our bread and butter is still running the ball. You still want Washington controlled the look at the difference here. The Philadelphia Eagles ran the ball with running backs 14 times. The Washington Commanders ran the ball with running backs 44 times. Let me say that for you guys again, man. The Philadelphia Eagles handed the ball off to running backs 14 times. The Washington Commanders handed the ball off to running backs 44 times. So I got to hand it to the Commanders. They had a great game plan. They knew that we have not been good at stopping the run, so we're going to run it down their throats. They did exactly that. They ran the ball 49 times for 152 yards and two touchdowns. Shout out to them. Great game plan. They hit Terry McLaurin over the middle of the field uh, about seven times. He had eight total receptions for 128 yards. Um, And, you know, the Eagles on the other side just, they had a couple of big plays that ended one in an interception, one in a forced fumble slash face mask, and one in... Quez Watkins catching the ball, rolling on the ground, and then getting up and fumbling the ball. So, you know, AJ Brown had one catch for seven yards. That's interesting, man. I'm, you know, I'm interested in in what the hell, what the hell happened, what's going on with him. But, uh, other than that, man, you know, I want to watch some film breakdown. I'll probably tune into uh, Philly Mike. Maybe Philly Mike and uh, Lord Brunson will do the live play breakdown, but I'll, I definitely want to catch somebody broadcasting the All-22 to see really what happened in this game, what we did defensively, and what we need to change moving forward. But hey, 8-1, and one, you're not going to go 17-0. and 0. It is what it is. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to get back into some Eagles talk, man. You know, I kind of fell off. Uh, there was a bye week. Then the Steelers game, I was really under the weather. Um, and then the 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 Texans game was during the Phillies World Series, so that was just impossible to pay attention to. Um, but it's fun to be back, man. It's, it, it was fun to it was fun to be back engaged. And really watching a game and really watching every single little thing that goes on throughout the game. 
Uh, so I had fun watching it. I hope you had fun watching it and uh, listening to me give my thoughts on it. Again, I appreciate each and every one of you. Please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. We are officially on all podcast platforms. The audio is mastered. It sounds beautiful. It sounds great in your car. Uh, sounds great in your headphones. And what you do with a when, when you launch a podcast, what it does for the first couple of weeks is very important. And those likes, those subscriptions, and those reviews are very, very important. So anybody that goes over there, run it back Philly on Apple Podcasts and leaves a review, I appreciate you times a million. Hit the like button on this stream. 160 people in here. I think I deserve 160 likes. Subscribe to this channel if you're not subscribed. Yes, I go very, very deep in 76ers basketball, but I love to give my thoughts on my birds after Eagles games. So subscribe if you're brand new. Hit the notification bell. If your notifications aren't working, turn them off, turn them back on. I'll catch you guys on the next one, man. I'm going to post a couple of clips of this show tomorrow also, so tune in for that and listen to me on the podcast. I quit testing me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Cause I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Test me, test me, test me, test me.